This is the Tom Digby Tales. I'm your host, Shannon Evans, and I write about Columbus, a small town in Northeast Mississippi. In today's episode, Naughty Nancy and the Columbus Cultural Heritage Foundation will talk about Nancy's new role that she's taken on as a second job. Yes, Nancy's moonlighting. After the recent shock to Carpenter's system that her new contract for the year 2023-2024 fiscal year was only six months with a mandatory retirement at its end, Nancy decided to do an end run over to the foundation. Despite a Mississippi Ethics Commission and Attorney General all calling for the complete separation of the CVB board and director from the Columbus Cultural Heritage Foundation, Nancy got the three-member board at the foundation to vote two to one, yes, there are only three members at present on that board, to make her the director. No discussion, no notice to the board ahead of the meeting, no advertising for the position. An executive session was called at the beginning of the monthly meeting, and while Carpenter was present, she was nominated, seconded, no discussion was had, and the vote was held. It's highly unusual for a hiree to be in on the voting of a position on a board. The budget for the year for the foundation is very slim. It is $101,000 for this coming year and, and a little bit of change, but not much. Salaries are currently budgeted at $31,685. When asked how she thought she'd get paid, allegedly Carpenter stated, we can just move money around in the budget and make it work. Let that sink in for a moment. She admitted to her board she knows how to move money around in a budget to benefit herself. Wow. What's really concerning about that statement is threefold. One, she's ignored the state ethics and attorney general's directives about involvement in two places where one, the CVB, funds the other, the foundation. Two, she admits to moving money around ostensibly without board approval. And three, there's absolutely no oversight of the foundation and how they spend their funds from the CVB. None. They are a private foundation and they are answerable to no one but their selves. This seems like the perfect space for some serious monkey business without our tax dollars, with our tax dollars funneled out of the CVB right into her dirty mitts. And as a nonprofit, they are only required to keep records on hand for three years, making a thorough audit there in the future a nightmare. What is even more concerning is the possibility that Carpenter will try or has moved money around in the CVB and foundation budget before for her benefit or to hide or cover underages in funds or overages in spending by burying them in other lines of spending in the budget. In recent years, after the CVB told Carpenter she could no longer get paid for being the director at the foundation based on the attorney general and state ethics rulings, she tried to give the Tennessee Williams home to MDOT as retribution. 
As presented in a previous podcast, the CVB board prevented her from doing that. Fortunately. Anyways, the angry carpenter fought with the CVB board and the foundation and moved all money-making items or potential money-making because, as we know, she's not made any money for either organization ever. And move those events, and she will move those events back under the 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 foundation, including the double decker bus, where they have languished for the last year under her direction at the CVB. Again, making no money. Now, I am told she has told her new employer, the foundation, she plans to return all the events and buses two buses now, to the foundation where they can generate more funds for them. Keep in mind, there is nothing in either budget for maintenance, gas, licensing, or driving drivers for this bus or buses. Maybe she plans to make all the money to pay her future salary needs from Catfish in the Alley, another non-lucrative money-sucking fun but expensive yearly event, an event where she has to pay the vendors so they will actually come. Now, I've never heard of an event that is a fundraiser where you pay the vendors to come. Usually they pay you for the spot at the event. But I digress. How will she make a go of it once she is forced to retire from the CVB and no longer has her $1,000 a month car allowance and fancy medical and dental policies? However, will she live on her PERS retirement and the $30,000 that's currently over at the foundation in salaries. I feel certain she's doing a lot of pearl clutching every evening while plotting how to move more funds from the CVB to the foundation in the next six months. How will the CVB prevent her from misusing their resources or time on their clock to do foundation-related work? The treasurer for the CVB will have to remain diligent in their continued review and oversight of all spending. Invoices, work orders, emails, and memo trails will be critical to being vigilant in preventing misspending or fraud at the CVB. Transparency will be critical, and the board will have to keep their eyes open. By nature of the original relationship of the CVB and foundation, there will be times where there will be crossover in managing the foundation's affairs. The board will have to ask hard questions at that point and remain, again, vigilant in order to prevent questionable use of CVB funds and resources. For example, the two employees that work at the CVB should not be doing any work planning, directing of foundation events, mailings, etc. for the foundation. They are employed by the CVB per the CVB's own budget. This is going to become messy at times and complicated. This is, again, when those responsible for the finances of the CVB and the foundation must be most closely watched. But let's talk about the impractical nature of Carpenter directing both institutions. The CVB's director position requires more than nine to five from Carpenter. She must attend community functions, meetings after hours with some leadership from the community, and outside of our community, and there are there are the five-plus boards she sits on that require at least one meeting a month, often requiring, requiring a drive to Oxford or Jackson. Don't forget the one-to-two CVB board meetings each month that she must prepare for and attend. 
and don't and let's also not forget nor minimize that Saturdays are out during football season for Carpenter as well, as she's an avid MSU fan. Does she plan to work for the foundation after church on Sundays? Hmm. One of the or both of these organizations is going to get shortchanged by her overcommitment. How is this going to be managed? How can she manage two important budgets in Columbus? One that is a multi-million dollar CVB budget and one that while not as large, but equally as important budget at the foundation. We know she has done a less than stellar job since 2011 attracting tourists and booking conventions and conferences here. Why on earth would someone with such a terrible track record and zero integrity be hired anywhere, much less at the foundation? How can Columbus continue to allow this level of grifting and mismanagement of funds and costly budget overruns by Nancy Carpenter? When is enough enough? You need to please step up and tell both boards that you are sick and tired of millions of dollars being spent with no accountability and worse, no tourists to show for it. Please speak up and speak out. Call the CVB and the foundation and demand accountability and transparency. Our town and our people deserve better. You deserve better. This is Shannon Evans of the Tom Bigby Tales. Thank you, and until next time.